This morning, we like to um, give praise and glory and honor and thanksgiving to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for those that are present. We thank God for our online community. We thank God for your many prayers uh, for where we're airing from here in Spunberg, South Carolina, or Boiling Springs, South Carolina. Uh, we ask and we solicit your prayers uh, worldwide because we just came through a, a, a um uh, a tornado, and we've had snow all of this in the same week. So we're, we're asking that you uh, uh, pray for us and pray uh, not only for us but for all nations or all uh, other states who also uh, encountered some things. But we're looking to the Father. We know, it's, you know, God is in full control. And so please, ma'am, and please, sir, as you uh, hear the word today and you, and you have turned your thoughts towards those that encountered some devastation and even to those uh, um, uh, cities that are experiencing snow even this morning, and bad weather and, and situations, people that are homeless. And we ask, that you, we ask that you will lift up our brothers and sisters that are in these situations. We're thankful for our lives today. We're, we're thankful uh, that, that God is still on, uh, uh, sitting on the throne. Amen. He is still on the throne. So, and we're thankful because we can always replace material things, but we cannot replace a, a life. And here in uh, Spumberg County on our west side of town, uh, there was no lives lost and on the east side. So we're thankful and we're grateful. And so once again, we solicit your prayers for, for those around the nation that was encountered or, be, or is being encountered by the situation we're personally in. So we're just going to give God uh, the glory this morning as we come forth and we hear from heaven. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Good morning, church. Good to be in the house this morning. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, we are here to give honor and praise and glory unto your holy name, Father. And we thank you, Father, for the breath of life. We thank you for allowing us to come together once again to meet and to hear your word, Father God, and give praises unto you. Father, I'm still glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. So with that in mind, Lord Jesus, we thank you. I ask that I must decrease while you increase in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let the church say amen, please. Let's say amen one more time. And one more time for the Holy Spirit of God, which keeps us. Amen. We'll be coming this morning. We're going to begin in the book of Genesis. Our message today is entitled, The Wilderness Experience, and we're going to begin in Genesis 3, 6, and we're going to see here the three giants that we usually carry into the kingdom of God with us causes destruction for us. Genesis, what did I say, 3-6? Yeah. In this wilderness experience, we're talking about a thing called the wilderness. We're living in the wilderness of this earthly life of existence. And in this wilderness, we have to learn that there are ups and downs, there are thorns and thickets, there are serpents, there are Dangerous insects, there are mountains, there are valleys, and 
there are also wild beasts, and we're going to see about these wild beasts later on. <clears throat> and all these have, things have spiritual implications. But these three giants that we take with us are being found here, and Satan uses this all the time on us. Verse 3 of Genesis. Chapter 3, verses 6, are we there? Word of the Lord says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, the first giant is the lust of the flesh, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, the second giant is lust of the eyes, and the tree be desired to make one wise, the third giant, is pride. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he ate it too. Since then, Satan has been using in this wilderness, earthly life that we're living in, he's been using these same tactics. He uses the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life to get us. And this is the same thing that he tried with Jesus. We're talking about the wilderness experience. All of us in this life are in a wilderness experience. And in this wilderness experience, there is great discrepancies that must be dealt with. I want us to go to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, the third chapter, verses 16 and verses 17. Can I get it up there, please? And we're going to see here that Jesus begins about to partake upon his journey. The Bible says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, he went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending upon him and lighting upon him. Next verse, please. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my Son, my beloved Son, in whom... I am well pleased. Let's go back to that other verse for a minute. Jesus had gone down to the Jordan River. Same place. We're talking spiritual here. The Jordan River is the spiritual stream of life. And he's on a journey inside of us. And when he was baptized, in other words, when we get saved, just as Jesus, the word baptized there means to be overwhelmed in the grace of God it has nothing to do with physical water. It's all about spiritual water. Now, when he was overwhelmed in the grace of God, because it was John, the one that was baptizing him, and John means the gift of God, which is grace. He went up straightway out of the water. The water there means that there was a spiritual induction that took place. When we're saved, do you not understand that there is a spiritual induction that takes place in our life? 
Do you agree with that? Things change. At that time when we become spiritually inducted into the faith of God, the heavens, which is the spiritual realm of the kingdom within you, it was opened unto him. Mm -hmm. And he saw the spirit of God, John did, descending like a dove and lighting upon Jesus. Next verse. When we are saved, we also begin to hear the voice of God that says, This is my beloved Son, my builder of God in you, in whom I am well pleased. What we have to understand, church, is that we begin to hear, once we are saved, we begin to hear from the spiritual realm. And God begins to speak to us and tell us to hear the word of the Lord because Jesus Christ is the word of God, right? He said, now this is, this is what's going to build you, this word here. And what he's trying to tell us is that we need to hear because faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God, right? And we are at a place in this wilderness, I remember not long ago, well, I prophesied from this very same pulpit because someone had asked me why we do so much disaster relief in the world. I said, because it won't be long before it be playing in a theater near us. Remember that? Well, the movie is playing now. Amen? See, we used to get away. We're not getting away anymore, church. And the word warned us. The spirit of God warned us. That's why we have to pay attention to what being brought forth from this pulpit regardless of who it is that's speaking. We have to accept what God is saying through whoever it is that's speaking from this pulpit. And like I said, it ain't playing in a movie theater near us no more the movie is being played right here in our own town in our own home and that's why when you show mercy to others mercy will be shown unto you and that's why we do what we do in the world so that when that movie begins to play which is being played now and let me tell you something it ain't over I say it ain't over. That's just the wake up. There's more to come on this movie. This movie ain't over yet. Matter of fact, this movie is just getting started. One of my dear friends' church got torn apart. And we're praying now that his congregation, glad, didn't nobody get hurt. And not only that, but the tornado caught him in his car where he was helpless. It's only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. So, when we're saved, just like Jesus, the Bible says in verses or chapter 4 of Matthew, verses 1 and 2, it says, now watch this. Then was Jesus, this is after 
the Spirit of God came upon him. When the, when the Holy Ghost came upon him and he was baptized in this thing, he didn't go to speaking in tongues. He didn't go to rolling on the floor. He didn't do all that. Put the scripture up there for me, young man. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into a wilderness. Wow. Spirit led him up there to be tempted of the devil. The word tempted there means to be aggressively attacked by your own emotions and your passions and your desires. You know, them things that you want to do. It's a challenge, isn't it? And Jesus went through the same challenge. Verse 2 on that, please. And then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Next verse. Next verse, please. Anyway, he was there fasting for 40 days, the Bible says. 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards, he was hungry. He wasn't hungry for physical food, people. This fasting is not talking about whether you're putting something in your mouth or not. This is what what are you feeding yourself spiritually? He was fasting from his self, from his own passions, because he's a man just like us. Jesus was. But it was the Christ in him that was the God, see. And the Bible says that he was tempted in the same ways that we are. So he knows all of our infirmities. That's why he is who he is. The Bible says that when he was fasted, See, we're in this wilderness now of this earthly life existence. And as hard as we try to, have you ever tried to just fast from your passions and your desires and then you take a break on it and that thing hits you like a flood? Come on, y'all, be real up in here. Try fasting from yourself for a while and see won't the devil come to you and have a little talk with you. See, won't he come? He did the same thing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He did the exact same thing to Jesus. And this is what he says now. Now, now, now. He goes on and he, he goes running that mouth. Afterwards, it says that he was hungry because he had been fasting from his own desires. But, and his own passions and his own lust Mm -hmm. and it goes on and it says how this took place in such a way that it was just really incredible but I want you to go to Mark 1 verse 12 and verse 13 because it's going to bring it out some more okay Mark 1 Verses 12 and verse 13. Are we there? Watch this. And immediately the spirit, this is after he was inducted out of the spiritual stream of life. See, once you, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so I'll just wait. And immediately the spirit drives 
him into the wilderness. See, says that he was driven. Next verse. Verse 13. Come on. Give me verse 13. Verse 13. They must be sleeping back there this morning. Anyway, let me read it from the Bible. Lord help us. Professional, professional is what we're after here. Verse 13 says in the book of Mark, let's go there. Mark 1, verse 13. Now watch this. Verse 12 says that immediately the Spirit drives him into the wilderness. And verse 13, watch this. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted. It wasn't that he was tempted like Matthew said after the 40 days. But in actuality, he was tempted the whole time he was there in the wilderness. And as long as we are in this wilderness of this earthly life that we're living in, we're going to be tempted every day also. Amen? The Bible says here that, and there he was in the wilderness 40 days tempted of Satan. But this is what I want you to see. Put that verse up there for me because they need to see this real close. And was with the what? Wild beast. But the angels ministered unto him. I want you to look at that word wild beast. Okay, son, you can take it down. Wild beast represents your insane passions, your lust. You know those things that cause you to get out of control, you and me? See, see, Jesus had to go in that wilderness with all that. And it's the same with us. As long as we are in this 40 days, 40 nights, in the wilderness of this earthly life. In, in other words, as long as we in this earthly life, we're going to need the ministering angels to help us through these wild beasts from taking us away from God. Do you understand what this word is saying up in here? Jesus took all of that with him. And we got to take it with us too. So going back to Matthew... I wanted to point that out because when you go from one scripture or one gospel to the other gospel, each one tells a slightly different and more profound story than the next. Matthew was a little slack on his. Mark got a little deeper. Mark wrote the first gospel. But Luke, Dr. Luke, he goes all the way in, and we're going to get to him in a minute. Dr. Luke just, he, he, I mean, he just goes all the way in it. Because Mark has Jesus moving as a fast mover, fast paced. Matthew has him as a, he's methodical. He's a slow moving, methodical individual. Mark don't put him like that. Mark put him straight out the water, bam, here we go. He don't waste no time with it. Go back to Matthew 4, and we're going to go from verse 3 to verse 11. Now watch this. Matthew 4, verses 3 says, And when the, this is after the 40 days was over, 
He says, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, I want to watch this fella. Now, here's Jesus. And he's been fasting away from himself. Amen. But that thing's still riding him. Those passions, those desires, he's still hungry for that, just like we are. And the tempter knows that he's hungry for it, just like he knows that we are hungry for it. Amen? You can be real up in here. And he said, if you be the son of God, see, he's trying to place doubt in him, if. He don't exactly know whether or not he's who he say he is. But he's going to test him. You see, the enemy don't really know if we're who we say we are. So what he does is he says, I'm going to test you to see if that word in you is valid or not. Amen? So he says, now, you got all these thoughts. These stones represent your thought mode. And I know that you've been thinking about fulfilling your carnal passions. But why don't you take those thoughts, those stones, and turn them into the bread of life? Turn it into spiritualness. See, that's what the church has destroyed God's people with. Because now they talk and they preach about this materialistic stuff. And they've taken this materialistic prosperity gospel, which I'm not against prosperity. It has its place. But first there has to be prosperity in God. If there's ever going to be any prosperity, the prosperity has to be in God and it has to come from God. Because if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all this other stuff is going to be added anyway. Amen? So here it is. He's tempting Jesus, just like he tempts us. I know you're hungry for it. Why don't you just take those thoughts that you got and why don't you just turn them into the bread of life? Turn it into bread. See, he's talking about the bread of life here. You know, we're turn that into the spiritual word of God. Do that. And Jesus comes back and says, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone. And it is written in the book of Deuteronomy that man shall not live by bread alone. Amen? But watch your slew foot. He's tricky now. He's tricky. Because he doesn't know what you're going to do. He doesn't know what I'm going to do until we either say it out of our mouth or we act it out. And then he knows then. Because he can't read your mind. He's up in there but he can't read your mind until you let him. So verses 4 in Matthew 4, 4, he said, but he answered and said, it is written, Jesus talking, man shall not live by bread alone, 
but not by some, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. Then the devil taketh him up into, now, 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 this first temptation was the lust <laughs> of the flesh. That's that giant, first one. Turn these stones, these thoughts you've got into the bread of life. Feed yourself with your carnal thoughts instead of the thoughts of God. You know how we do. I can't hear no amen on that, say. And that old thing smack us, we get quiet. Mm -hmm. That's how we know that we hitting center. We hitting bullseye when it get quiet. That's when we know we we, we hitting our mark. Then see now his word goes on and it says that. So that old first giant, Jesus come back with him and he said, "Now this is written. Now you, I ain't supposed to be eating what I want to eat. I'm supposed to eat." Uh, my, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that's what I'm supposed to be eating. Mm -hmm. Boy, we sure fail at that one a lot, don't we? And then the devil takes him up into the holy city. Uh-huh. It's a holy place with God. And he sat him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, if you who you say you are, if you are the builder of God in man, that's, that's what you say, if... Trying to put doubt, but he still ain't sure yet. He said, if you are who you say you are, then you jump down. You know how we are when God have us in that place. And then we jump down and suicide, commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, we do. God have us right where we need to be. And then we listen to Satan and bust our head, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's called spiritual suicide. We do it all the time. We can't get no help if we ain't honest with ourselves. We jacked up. <laughs> Come up here, they play that old religious mess to me. Christians can't stand me. When I preach the comments that I be getting sometimes, and when I burn them on Facebook, because you know social media is a big thing, and I burn them. Because I don't care whether they like me or not. Only one I'm worried about is whether God likes me or not and whether he loves me or not. I don't care. It don't make no difference to me. If I see two men kissing, yeah, I'm going to speak on it, whether you like it or not. I told old lesbian last night, and I don't hate them. I don't hate them at all. She tried to jump at Debbie on the thing. And I said, well, the Bible says it's abomination. So it don't matter what you think or how long you've been with her. You still, in God's sight, doing the abominable thing. And it's my job as a preacher to preach the truth. It don't make no difference whether you like me because Jesus done already said if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. And if you're preaching this word, then a lot of folk ain't going to like you. And you got to be strong enough as a man or a woman to say, I don't care whether you like me or not. 
<laughs> that, don't, that ain't even in the equation with me. I didn't care when I started, and I don't care. I didn't care when I was out there with the devil. So I don't care now. Because God has done more for me than the devil will ever do. The only thing the devil ever done for me is take from me. And try to take kill me. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, we'd all be dead. That tornado could have hit all of us. And I'm going to say it again. It ain't playing in a theater near us no more like it was prophesied. It's playing in the movie right here. And we're looking at it. And it ain't over. You better catch that. It ain't over. It's just beginning. Who ever heard of a tornado <laughs> in February? Tornado season don't even come to April. But the thing about it is God don't know about February. <laughs> He's not on our time schedule. He bring what he want, when he want, how he want. And he hit who he want. Watch out. It's only by the grace of God. Wasn't nobody up in here yet. Because like I said, some of my preacher friends, their whole church tore up. Tore up. I mean tore up. God is a good God. He is a good God. Watch old Slewfoot. After he takes him up on the high temple, try to get God to, try to get Jesus to jump down. And watch the game he played with Jesus. <laughs> he come back and he say, because it is written. Ain't that what Jesus did? Now, Jesus started that it is written thing. Not old devil coming, okay? I told you he don't know what you're going to do until you Speak it or do it. So he come back. Look, put that up there for me, please. I think it's what? Yeah. And say unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is what? Oh, ain't that what Jesus started? Jesus started that. Now he's playing the it is written game with Jesus. Just like he played the it is written game with us. You know, we run around here talking about it is written. And the devil come right back and say, well, it is written. He said, it is written that he shall give angels charge over you mm -hmm, concerning thee. And in their hands, which is their power, they're going to bear you up, at least at any time you dash thy foot against a stone. In other words, at least at any time the angels are going to minister to us, at least at any time we dash our foot, our walk, against one of those carnal thoughts. That we have. See, that's what he was trying to get Jesus to do. Now, you jump down if you who you say you are. You just jump down and let one of them carnal thoughts hit you. Because you're going to mess up every time. You're going to mess your walk up with God. And we do that all the time. You do, I do, all of us do. That's why we need God's grace. Only God's grace is sufficient. I'm just trying to show you how hard and difficult this wilderness that we're in right now. And it's going to get tougher. It got tougher on Jesus. Look what he had to go through at the end of the situations. 
when Luke said he was praying so hard until it looked like blood droplets was coming off him. He was sweating so bad until they looked like drops of blood was coming off him. See, that thing going to intensify. I know this ain't a good message, ain't a feel-good message, but it's a real one. It's a real one. It ain't setting you up for a rabbit out there. It's setting you up for the bow. A bow hit Spartanburg. When? Thursday? A bow, not a rabbit, but a bow. Godzilla's coming. Now you can take that to the bank. Godzilla is coming. And God is going to shake Spartanburg like he's never been shook before. I don't know what's going on, but whatever it is, God ain't pleased. And our money ain't going to save us. Our properties aren't going to save us. Ain't none of that. Our jobs ain't going to save us. Ain't none of that. All right, go ahead. Don't believe me. Blood off my hand. him. In verse 7 Jesus come back and he says it is written thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God still on that it is written thing again the devil taking him up into an exceeding high mountain uh oh now that, 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 that we got the first thing here in Matthew is that giant called the lust of the flesh the second thing here in Matthew is that giant called, what is it called? The pride of life. He, he wanted to jump down. He's thinking of going to the third giant here, which is the lust of the eyes. Watch the Bible here. He says now in verse 8, the, Again, the devil takes him into a exceeding high mountain. Lust of the eyes, and he showed him with his eyes all the kingdoms of the world. And the glory of them. Uh-huh. This got a lot of us messed up. This got a lot of us serving man instead of God. And he saith unto him, All these things I'm going to get to you if you just fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. He's still doing that written thing. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou. I want you to go to Dr. Luke. And let's see what, how Dr. Luke rearranges this thing in the proper way and puts it forth the way it really was. Luke 4. Let's start with 1 and 2. All we have. Luke 4, verses 1 and verses 2. We'll start right there. Bible says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, he returned from the Jordan, which is the spiritual stream of life. See, after you are baptized, then you're going to have to leave. You can't stay in the spirit realm all the time. At some point in time, you're going to have to come down. 
and deal with the realities of life. Amen? Don't mean that God is not with you and you've taken God. No, it doesn't say that at all. The Bible says he will pull the Holy Ghost, right? When he left or when he returned from the Jordan. Amen? And he was led into the, by the Spirit, into the wilderness. That's that earthly life of existence. You know that place where we're being tempted and everything. And verse 2 say, being tempted 40 days. There it is again. He wasn't just tempted after the 40 days, but he was tempted the whole time. The Bible says here in Luke, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. In other words, he stayed away from his fleshly desires. He, these things, these thoughts, these carnal thoughts, amen? He fasted from that. See, that's something we got to learn to do, to learn how to fast more from ourselves. Because it's ourselves that's always getting us in trouble, right? <laughs> it don't matter whether you like it or not. Church, I'm trying to tell you, it's the truth, and you know it's the truth. So you might as well submit to it and say, Lord, I'm guilty. Says afterward he was hungry. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing just about Matthew. Say when he left the Jordan from being baptized that he was full of the Holy Ghost. That's what it says. Hmm? Verse 9 through 14. <coughs> this is where the thing changes at. That's it. In verse 4, Luke put it right. And Jesus answered, saying, it is written. Mm-hmm. The devil taking him. Next time, he didn't do Luke did it differently. Luke said the next thing, he took him to the high mountain. He didn't take him to the high pinnacle. He took him to the high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, promised him to him. He said, no, I ain't going for that if you just worship me. Jesus told him, you get behind me, Satan, in verse 8. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. But then comes verse 9. He puts this thing in perspective. He's already, Dr. Luke, he's already dealt with the lust of the flesh. He's already dealt with the lust of the eyes. Now he's fixing to deal with this pride thing that man got in him. See, he took him up on a high pinnacle. Verse 9, and he brought him to Jerusalem, that place of peace. You know that place of peace that's in you? Mm -hmm. When you're riding high in God, (laughs) are you at peace? You think you got it, you know, you done mastered this thing, and everything going to be all right? And then you jump down. You jump away from your (laughs) peace because of that right there. Uh Uh-huh. He says here, he brought him to this Jerusalem. And he set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Uh-huh. Temple in here. See, we're talking about the pride of life here. Y'all know this is the temple, right? See, all this going on inside you. Took him to that temple. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Now, you get up there. You. You get up there where God's supposed to be. Then you jump down. Mm-hmm. So he brings us up there. Now, if thou be the son of God, he's still trying to run that thing down. He said, cast thyself down from here. 
For it is written. See, you still playing that old it is written game with Jesus. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And that's written in the book of Psalms. And in their hands they shall bear thee up. Because he knows the Bible better than we do. At least at any time thou shalt dash thy foot. Mm-hmm. Thy walk. Against a stone, which is a more common cause, you know. You know how we mess up sometimes, right? But look what Jesus said in verse 12. You heard this before. And Jesus answered him and said unto him, See, Jesus knew. Which one is that? Verse 12. See, Jesus picked up on what the devil was doing. He picked up on the fact that the devil was playing the it is written game with him. <laughs> so Jesus got tired of that. I'm about finished. Jesus said, and Jesus said it to him. He said, nobody's written no more. He said, it is said. That's the difference. It's spoken word now. Ain't what you talking about on paper you saw. It's what you know. (laughs) He said, it is said. It ain't, he talking about it is written no more. He said, it is said. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, he spoke that word to that demon. Next verse, please. And when the devil had ended all his temptation, he departed from him for a season. He'll be back. Jesus stopped playing that it is written game that the church folk play with each other. Well, you know the Lord said. What do you say? (laughs) What do you know? You know? Stop telling me what's written and start telling me what's spoken. Because the only way that that demon left Jesus, according to Dr. Luke, which is more proficient than Matthew, is he had to speak to that demon. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. When God said in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was void and formless and didn't have no shape to it. And it was standing inside the waters. He didn't say, God, it is written. He said, God said, let there be light. Spoken word. And on the second day, it didn't say what was written. It said, and God said, spoken word. And on the third day, and on the fourth day, and on the fifth day, and on the sixth day, it didn't say nothing about what's written. It said, and God said, spoke it. So that let me know, just like it let Jesus know that this it is written game this joker playing ping pong with me and I'm finna bust him. No. It ain't written. It's spoken. It's the spoken word that brings power. After this devil, this demon, left Jesus, watch this. Now watch what Dr. Luke says here now. He says in Luke, Verse 4, verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1. It says, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. He returned from Jordan to go into the wilderness to be tested, right? 
It didn't say nothing about whether Jesus had any power or not at that time. It didn't. It just said he's full of the Holy Ghost, right? Am I right about that? Well, let's just bust your bubble. Put verse 14 up there, Luke 4, verses 14. Let me bust them out. All them flow rollers and all of that. Let me just bust your head. Can you put that up there for me, son? And Jesus returned in the what? Somebody say it. Power of the Spirit into the circle of the heathen, that's Galilee. It didn't say nothing about Jesus in 4, verses 1. It said he was just full of the Holy Ghost. It didn't say nothing that he had no power until after he had gone through what he went through in the wilderness. Now, if that ain't scripture, if that ain't scripture, so what's that telling us then? You can have all the Holy Ghost you want to have with your good tongue talking self, but if you ain't went through nothing and if you ain't accommodated nothing and if you ain't overcame nothing because they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and a testimony can't be given until something dies in you. So power comes after you go through. Oh, my God. Not before you go through. Because the first thing that's going to happen to you when you get saved is you're going to begin to go through hell, the wilderness. You don't realize what the wilderness is. That's what makes so many people back up. They don't understand why this happening to me. Well, why not you? Why not? Are you any different from Jesus? Jesus said, if I go through it, you're going to go through it too. If I had to deny myself and carry my cross, which are these passions, these lusts, that's your cross. And boy, that thing will weigh you down because sometimes when you can't get your car away, it just makes you, you just don't even feel right. You just don't even, your flesh won't let you feel right. You can be doing the best time in your life and still think you're doing horribly because that's your flesh. You, you ain't giving it its way. And it'll have you thinking that you're doing bad. But let me tell all of us something right now. We're doing better than we think we are. We got our health. We got a place to stay. We got food. Don't look like nobody's starving to me in here. Don't look to me like it. If you ain't walking, you got your cars out there. If you didn't, you got somebody that brought you. Still didn't walk. You doing better than we doing better than we think we are. We're in a warm church this morning. So we take all this stuff advantage. Advantage. Take advantage of it. Like it's always gonna be here. Like it's mandatory. It's not mandatory, nothing. It's only by God's grace that we're here this morning. With the heat on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, won't, I don't want to hurt nobody feeling, but them little 10, 15, 20 dollars that y'all paying, 
<laughs> that don't pay the bills. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? You sitting here on these comfortable seats, all lush, nice. You just think it happens, don't you? You 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 don't really understand what a leader go through. You don't understand it because if you understood it, you'd do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would. You'd fast a little bit more from yourself and give a little bit more to God. Yeah, you would. But see, because of our own passions and because of our own desires, you see, we keep stealing from God, but we don't get no further in life. Because we don't understand yet that a little in God's hand is a lot, and I keep trying to tell you that. Just like I tried to tell you Godzilla's coming. You ain't listening. But you will. Spot bird. Well, already hearing it. Because they've been tore off. But spot bird, you ain't seen nothing yet. Just wait a little while. You're going to be thinking everything is all right. And then sudden destruction is going to hit. Like a woman in travail, the Bible says. And you will not be able to escape. Amen? Amen. Give God praise. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done. Better.